0: This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com Alright boys, welcome everyone to another Wednesday night She'ur. Rock solid over here by Delechem Torah Center, 2013 East 13th Street. This is everyone coming out. And I want to tell you, to start off, every Wednesday night's 8.45 dinner, 9 o'clock She'ur right here. Alright? So now, Rav Hashem has been growing and let's continue, continue with its growth. Avotai. Today, I want to ask you guys a question. This is, the, this is how we're going to start the, today's class. When i going to ask a question, right? What's the question? Listen to me very carefully. Imagine two guys are, let's say you're going out with a certain girl to get married. You're going out with this girl to get married to her. All of a sudden, you're going out, you're going out, you're going out, you're going out. And you see that at the end, she rejects you. She says, "I'm sorry, it's not going to work." You find out that somebody else just got engaged a, a month after you. How do you feel? Do you feel happy that this girl got engaged, or I should have got? I wish I got engaged. How do you feel? Let you feel happy, huh? Right? Let me explain. Did it happen to you or not? <laughs> All right, but 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 I'll give you another example. Imagine you have two girls, they're best friends, and. They're best friends, best friends, best friends. And then one of the girls gets engaged before the other girl. And they're like, how do you feel? Like, oh, my best friend's getting What about me. Do you feel like that? Or you say, I'm very, very happy for my best friend? Very happy. It's the right attitude. It's the right attitude. Now let me go further. And let me explain. I'm going to tell you a true story. I'm going to tell you a true story that happened. And tell me what you think. There was... There was a father, he had a daughter. The father had a daughter and really wanted his daughter to get married to a certain person. And this guy was sadiq, Chacham. He had all the attributes and all the ma'alot and all the advantages that you could imagine. So imagine, take this person, he has a daughter, he wants this guy for his daughter. And finally he says the, he approaches it I'm sorry The father's the father of the boy says sorry I'm not letting the I'm not letting this day go through And all of a sudden he finds out a few weeks later that this guy this person that he wanted for his daughter gets engaged. Now do you feel bad? Oh, I wish my daughter married this guy. I wanted this person so badly. How do you feel about that? Guess what? The reason why I'm telling you this is because this person that happened to in this week's parashah. To who? To Eliezer. Eliezer has a daughter. Eliezer has a daughter and he really wants Yitzchak to be his son-in-law. He's dying for Yitzchak to be his son-in-law. I wish Yitzchak will be my son-in-law. Wow, imagine Yitzchak. What a tzaddik. And he tries, and tries hinting out to Abraham, you know what? You want me to find a a wife for Yitzchak? What about my daughter? What about my daughter? What about my daughter? daughter? And guess what? Shall I tell you what happens? What What does he answer him? Who knows? He says, no, I'm sorry. Uh, The daughter, it won't work. Your daughter won't work with my son. Your daughter won't work with my son. Please, go ahead and find me a wife for my son. He goes out. Imagine the guy who, he he, imagine this person in liezid. He goes out. He finds the right one for Yitzchak. He finds Rivka, and what's his reaction? I'm going to read you the Pasuk. It says, after he found Rivka, for Yitzchak, it says, like he was dancing, like he was so happy. He bowed down to Hashem, Thank you, Borei Olam. He Azav down to Hashem, He's saying, bless you Hashem, that I found this girl for Yitzhak. He's dancing and he's bowing down and he's happy and he's blessing Hashem. If it was a normal human being and I was, imagine you're the shaliach, I'll be like, I'm sorry, I have news for you. I couldn't find anybody. The last resort is my daughter. You want, you want, you don't want, you don't want, but this is my daughter. What is he? Okay, okay, we'll take your daughter. Fine, we'll take your daughter. The, the lesson to be learned from Eliezer is you see a man that wanted a certain item, he wanted a certain uh, uh, son in law. He wanted a certain son in law. And it didn't go through. And he was the shaliach to get a different. He different girl. For Yitzhak, and what's his reaction after? Happiness. It's a lesson to be learned, that what when other people have success, be happy for that person. You know, be happy for that person. Yes, you know, sometimes a person will be a group of friends, and all of a sudden, everybody's flying out like nominal. This guy's getting married. That guy's getting married. That guy's getting married. And there's only two guys left in the group. He says, oh my goodness. Who's going to get who's gonna get married next? If it's me, if, if, if it's not me, I'm going to be the last in the group. Who am I going to hang out with Saturday night? Whatever it is. I'm going to be all alone like a loser? No. And then all of a sudden, you hear, oh, by the way, uh, uh, my best friend just got engaged. Oh, how do you feel right now? How do you feel? You feel good? I'm happy for success? Or do you feel bad? Oh, how come I didn't be the one? So we'd be happy. Same thing. Sometimes, it might be tough, but sometimes, a person might go through things. And you see your your friend, let's say a business, and it's trying and trying and trying. trying, And then you get a call from your friend. By the way, I just made a crazy deal. You're like, what about my business? How do you feel? Are you happy for your friend? Are you not happy for your friend? Yes or no? Guess what? Eliezer is teaching us that lesson. Eliezer is be happy for the success of other people. Be happy. You know, when times of distress, you know, it's, you, know you try to pick up a person, oh my goodness, I heard something went wrong, there's that. But what about the time of simha, When things are going right, tap the guy and say, I'm so happy for you. You should be Matzliach even more. Hashem should bless you even more. Wow. Hashem looks at you, He says, Whoa, whoa, what a guy you are. You know why? You know why you can you know do that? Because you believe that whatever is meant for you will come to you. And whatever is not meant for you won't come for you. So this person, God in I'm very happy for that person. And Elias is teaching us that because Eliezer is saying, I'm so happy for Avraham Avinu that he has Rifka and not my daughter. You know Why? Because the shidduch won't work. And if it won't work, this is not the best thing for me. If it's not the best thing for me, let somebody else have that and let them be happy. And let them be successful together. This is a very great lesson. I think it's a very, very important lesson in life. When you hear good things about somebody. Let's say a person wants a baby boy. I want a baby boy. I want a baby boy. And you're all getting girl, girl. You want a boy? Oh, a guy has a boy, boy. He wants a girl. So now, you're happy. Oh, you hear your friend. Oh, I just had a girl. Oh, and, and you wanted a girl? I'm very happy that you had a girl. And guess what? Hashem says, wow, look at you. You believe whatever's for you is going to come. And you're happy for the other person because that's the best thing for him. And not the best thing for you. Because if it was the best thing for you, it would have happened to you. You hear that lesson? It's a very, very important lesson. Be happy for the success of other people. You hear uh, 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 somebody growing, you hear somebody succeeding, you hear somebody, wow, another engagement, another breed another wedding, another this, another that, another success... I am happy. Baruch Hashem. We learned that from a liaison. Let's go on, please. Let's go on. Now, this week's parasha, it starts off, Hayesara. Boys, boys, boys. What's Hayesara? The life of Sarah. And I said in previous years, if you look, Hayesara, it should be what? Mitat Sarah. She's dying. She's dying. She's not living. It's Hayesara. So I'll tell you the answer that we said in previous years, and I'll tell you a new answer today. The previous year's answer is, is if you look, Hayesara and Vayhi, what's happening over there? Hayesara, she's dying. Vayikhi, what happened to Parashat Vayehi? And he lived. Who lived? Yaakov Avinu. Yaakov Avinu is dying. How can you say he's living? The answer is. A tzaddik, when he passes away, he comes with all his mitzvot up in Shammayim. And he's going to get rewarded for all his mitzvot that he did. Now he's cashing in everything that he did. Think about it. You have a mitzvah, you get a ticket. You know, you got a ticket, 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 ticket. All the mitzvot. But these tickets are billions of dollars. You get another billion. Finally, the guy after 120, you go up. Now you're cashing all the tickets, all the tickets, all the tickets, all the tickets, all the tickets. So now they're living off what they Produced in this world. That's why it's Hayesa. She's living what? With the mitzvot that she accomplished in this world. And that's why if you look, Moshe Rabbeinu was one of the biggest fighters. If you look at the Midrash, it's brought down, he was one of the biggest fighters before the Malach wanted to take him away. You know? The Malach coming to Moshe Rabbeinu. Moshe Rabbeinu, I'm sorry, you gotta go. I gotta kill you. I'm sorry. This is my mission. It's your time is up. 120 years, you're out. What does Moshe Rabbeinu do? He takes away the knife from the Malach Ahmavid. Malach goes back to Shabaim. Says, Hashem, what should I do? <laughs> he took my ammo. <laughs> he took my, my goods. <laughs> You're fighting with Moshe Lavinu. you think you gonna go like this with Mosh Ahmed? <laughs> come over here, give me the knife. If you don't go now, I'm gonna take you out. <laughs> so he's stuck. Malach goes, okay, Hashem. Hashem has to get involved. Listen, I deal with the Malach, don't worry. This that, <laughs> you know? Whole situation. He didn't want to die. He didn't want to, die. you know, he didn't want to die. You know why? Because when a person passes on, that's it. There's no more mitzvot that you can do. And you know why Moshe Rabbeinu wanted to go to Israel? Why did Moshe Rabbeinu wanted to go to Israel so badly? Every time you look in the Torah, he prayed again and he prayed again and he prayed again and he prayed again. Why do you want to go to Israel? What, he wanted a, what do you want to do over there? You know why? There's certain mitzvot that a person can do only if you live in Israel. And that's why, you know why he wanted to live in Israel. He says, I need those mitzvot. I need it. I need those mitzvot, Hashem. How am I going to come to you after 120 if I didn't fulfill those mitzvot? I need those mitzvot. So that's why he wanted to go to Israel. He said, that's why. He says, I'm not. Why? Because every day of our life, every single day, every single day is another opportunity for us to keep on striving in the growth of Udah Hashem. And this is Haye <laughs> She's living with all what she what she produced in this world, but today I want to tell you something else. Hayat Sara, I want to tell you what does it mean the life of Sara, the life of a tzaddik that we could still learn, even though a tzaddik, even though a tzaddik dies. They say be bemitatam nikraim hayim, a tzaddik in their death, they're what they're called living. Why is a tzaddik called living? Why is a tzaddik called living? He died. Why is he called living? You know why? One of the things is, because we learn from the tzaddik's ways. We learn from them what they did, and then we apply it to us. What did Sarah do? It says in this week's parasha, when you look in the first pasuk, first pasuk, it says what? It says, and if you look very carefully, it says, Why does it say shana? Just tell me, 127 years. And if you look at the unglus, how, how old was Sarah when she died? 127 years. Uncle says, 127 years. Doesn't say it. What does the Torah say? Oh, she was a, she was 100 years, and then she had another 20 years, and then she had another 7 years. Just tell me, 127 years. Why does it say, Mea Shana, Esrim Shana, Shanim. Just say, Esrim, Shanim. Finished. You know what the lesson is? How did it split it up? A hundred, twenty, and seven. That's the way it's split up. You know what that represents? Let me explain. It represents a seven-year-old, represents a young child. Young. A twenty-year-old is more middle-aged. And a hundred-year-old is old age. That being the case, the Torah doesn't just say she's 127. It says she was a hundred years, a shana, twenty shana. Seven shanim. You know why? It's teaching you that in life, there's stages in life. You, you start with a child, you start you're a kid, and then you go middle age, and then you go old age. But every stage of Sarah's life was a shana. She aced it. She made sure whichever stage she was in, she did the best possible thing that she can do in that age bracket. You know when you were a teenager. Remember the teenage years? Remember? There's a lot of peer pressure in those years. Oh, should I do this? Oh, should I not do that? My friends are going here. Should I not go with them? Should I go with them? There's a lot of peer pressure. This person spoke, should I smoke? Should I not smoke? Oh, should I from them? Should I from them? A lot of peer pressure. That's teenage years. That, that, that's that's one category, categorization. Then after that, you go into maturity. Now, how are you going to act as a middle-aged person? You know what I'm saying? Are you going to get angry? Now you're a tough guy. Now you can act tough. And you, you're older now. Hey, you know, you know. And then you have the old age. How you can act in the old age? Some people, they become old grumpy men. You know, you see, oh, blah, 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 blah. oh, man, you know, Oh, man, it depends how you act when you're old man also, yes. And every stage, Sarah's teaching us that she shana, shana, shana At every stage of her life, she did the best that she can do, and she didn't waste any time, and she 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 made it happen. And that's our lesson that we have to learn in every stage of our life. We have to learn from Sarah that what she shana shana shana. She did it in 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 a young age. She did it in middle age. She did it in old age. She served Hashem in all those years. Now I want to tell you a story. There was a basketball player, NBA big 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 basketball player, and he was one of the best of the best in the league, and he was going to retire from the game. Right? He was retiring from the game and they interviewed him. They got an interview. They asked him, says, How do you feel retiring from the game of basketball? How do you feel from retiring it was Kobe, right? It says, how do you feel retiring from the game of basketball? And and somebody sent me the, 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 the piece. He says he says he says Feel great. Feel great. Why do you feel great? It says you don't regret leaving the game of ball. You're 37, right? You're getting older. 40. Basketball, uh, by 42, nobody, stand, nobody stands a chance after 42. you you, 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 you retired from the game of ball. What's going on? You know what he said? Let's know what he said. He said, this NBA star said like this. He said, the reason why I don't regret it is because during my years of playing, I played with all my strengths and I did everything that I can do and I could re- put my jersey off the wall stating and saying that I did everything in my capability for the game of basketball. That's what he said. You know what? People, as they get older, could you say that? Could you say after like, we're about, after 120, person is I don't feel bad going. Why do not you feel bad going? Whoa, whoa, whoa. You have more to accomplish. You're right. But guess what? I did the best possible being that I can be. Could you could you could you get up there stand there? I did everything possible my capability to serve Hashem the best I can do? Could you say that? If you can't say that, well guess what? You gotta start working on being able to say that. Right? No matter what age you are, no matter what age you are, it doesn't make a difference, even if you're 75, 85, doesn't matter. You hearing this? That's it. From this day on. I want to make sure that I can fulfill every day, every single day and not regret when I get older or meet God and say, oh, I could have done more. No, I did everything in my capability that I can do. And you know who's teaching that? Sarah is teaching us that. She did everything in her capability as she's a child, as she's a youth, as she's an old age. And this is our lesson. You know, life goes by very, very fast. Life goes by very fast. You might not know it, you might not feel it, but as you age, as you get older, you're like, what? What happened? How? Do, where, where, where did my high school years go? Where did?" I'll never forget, there was one time we had in my high school. I remember till today, when I was in high school, in, in like 11th grade, I remember like yesterday. And somebody came over to me and says, oh, by the way, my brother's having his 25th anniversary uh, uh, reunion for the high school. The 25th reunion? What? Well, And I was like, at that time, I was like, whoa, time's going by so fast. I remember I had a bet with somebody at a certain age, this is what's going to happen. This person's getting to that certain age, and it went by so fast. It's crazy how time goes by fast. It goes by fast. And before you know it, you look around and you're like, what's going on over here? I'm starting to get gray hair. What happened? Da-da-da-da. You know, you had wrinkle, you had this, you had that, slowing down, you know. The guy, used to, the guy thinks he's, uh, you know, he used to play ball like this. Now he sees these uh, 18-year-olds, 19-year-olds, 20-year-olds, they're playing ball and the guy's uh, sitting on the bench. What do you mean? was the ball play? What happened? The answer is, life goes by. Whether you like it, whether you don't. You learn from Sarah, you got to kill it. Each age that you're in, you got to do the best that you can do. Now, if you look further, Sarah Emenu, it says in Ashi over here, it says... She was, uh, she was, when she was 100, she was like 20, that she, that she didn't have sin, like like a 20-year-old that doesn't chaya videshamayin. And when she was 20, she was like a 70-year-old of what? Of, of, of beauty. Now it says, it was backwards. 100, 100 is like 20, and 20 is like 7. It's backwards. And if you look at the next Rashi, Rashi says, shnei kulan chavin They were all good. They were all good? You might say, what are you talking about? She, get, she gets taken away from paroah, she gets taken away from Rabbi Melech. She can't have kids for so many years. She finally has one kid, you know. And you think to yourself, "Hello, what's going on over here?" You see the Torah. How can it be So let me explain. Let me explain what we learn from Sarah. A lot of times in your life, you're going to have things, and it's going to happen. By the way, I'm, I'm preparing you for life. Coming attractions. A lot of times, sometimes maybe not a lot, but sometimes. sometimes you might something you might something might come up. There might be a bump in the road of life, and at that moment you might think that what, 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 I can't. Why? Well, you might think you might think like that, but you have to understand something. That item is the best item that could ever happen to you in your life, and I'm going to give you an example to that. There was a rabbi. It's a true story. He became one of the gdole hador. By the way, I, maybe after the shiur I'll mention his name. I don't know. I'll mention name maybe even now. I'll, I'll see, but I'll tell you one of the gdole hador. Listen to what happened. It's a true story. And he, he said, I I I read it. I read it. Said like this. He was very growing up. He was very very poor, very very poor. Poverty you couldn't imagine. And he said that he's going to leave yeshiva, and he's going to get a job. And he's going to support his family. And he saw, as he was walking, a help-wanted sign. You know, you know how sometimes they, they, they have a help-wanted sign? Help-wanted, he said, oh, this is a perfect opportunity. This is a perfect store that I would like to work for. And I'll be able to get Panasana. I'll be able to support my family that are struggling with poverty. So what did he do? He went inside the store as he's going inside the store to actually say, I'm ready to do whatever it takes to get this job, he sees the owner right before he walks in. He takes down the help wanted sign. He says, I'm sorry, are you coming for this job? I'm sorry, we already have somebody. I'm sorry, we ready. No, no, but we already have somebody. He took off the sign. This person went back to Yeshiva. And he became one of the biggest rabbis, fast forward, fifty. Years, one of the biggest rabbis that we had. And he says, if I would have gotten that job and I would have supported my family for poverty, who knows where I would have been today. You think at that moment, oh what, oh wait, and this and that, you think he got on like, I am better? Than, I know my my life better than God does. No, no, no. Hashem knows your life better than you know your life. And if He's guarding you in a certain way, you know, do your best to understand this is just a, it's a joy ride. And sit back and say, Hashem, I did my part. This is your part. I'll sit down and I'll buckle my seatbelt and I'll trust you because you're the driver. You just go. And you just go. And you just go. And that's, that, that, that's we, what we want. Look what happened to Sarah. You know what happened? She got captured. They took her, kidnapped her from Who? Avimelech. You know what happened by Avimelech? You know what happened? He was cursed. You know what the curse was? That everyone couldn't every everyone couldn't give birth. It was it was like a, a stoppage. Everybody had a stoppage. They couldn't give birth. So Avimelech tells Avram Avram, pray for us that this plague goes away. So Avram prayed for them. Avram prayed for the plague to go away. After they prayed for the plague to go away, Hashem says, You pray for somebody that needs before you, you pray for somebody that needs something, there's a rule that you'll get answered first. You understand that prayer helped him. That Sarah, Iman was what well, she got. She got. Um, uh, she got. Yitzhak. This is This is a rabotai. A great lesson that we have to know. And you know why it was in the opposite order. 120. Uh, she was like 100, like 20. And when she was 20, she was like seven. You know why it was the opposite order is try to show you that in life many many times you'll be able at that moment you might not be able to see it. But later on in life you'll be able to backtrack. And at the end of your life you'll be like oh wow this is the best thing that happened to me. This is the best thing that happened to me. This is the best thing that happened to me. This is the best thing that happened to me. I remember when I was going out Shiduchim. I remember I was going out tshidduchim. I remember I was going out tshidduchim and there was a certain a uh, certain uh, family that was uh, we were supposed to make a shidduch. I was supposed to go out with this this lady, this girl. So I'm waiting. I wait one week. I wait two weeks. Oh, the father's still looking into things. Okay, okay, okay. And I say, what's going on? I'm like, what's going on? Then something happened to the something happened in the in the time. Oh. And the father said to me, "Oh, I'm sorry. Maybe you should go uh, 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 go on because uh, uh, we're looking into somebody else." The father said that to me. Imagine, I couldn't believe he said, he said it to me. Like at least say somebody else. Uh, we're looking into somebody else. At, at you two two guys came at the same time. I'm looking at this person right now. I'm sorry. Like whoa. At least he had, at least he told me. You know, well, I wasn't waiting anymore. But I remember at the time. Baruch Hashem. Baruch Hashem. I got married to my wife and I'm the happiest person in the world. And I said, if I didn't, I would have got and I would have went out with the other girl and I would have, if I would have married the other girl, it would have been a whole different life. And therefore, and therefore, who knows, I would have been a basketball player. <laughs> so, so, so I, I just want to bring out that point, by the way. You know why? Because at that time in the Shidduch, I'm thinking, what's going on? What, what happened over here? I'm thinking in my mind at that moment, like what's going on over there? That shouldn't be you know, <laughs> what happened over there? And I'm thinking, I'm not, I'm not good looking enough. I'm not there. I'm, I'm thinking, what's going on? I'm right after. Right? Am I, am I don't do not have. Maybe, maybe something's wrong. No, 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 nothing was wrong. Shem says that's not you. That's not yours. That's not yours. The best thing that ever happened to me. Happy. And that, that happens a lot, by the way. It happens a lot. It happens many times. And you'll see it many times in your life. Things will happen to you, and you'll say to yourself, what's up with this? And then after that, you'll see a few months later, a month later, three months later, six months later, a year later, ten years later, that this was the best thing that ever happened to me. Because if it didn't happen like that, something even worse would have happened. And this is what? From Sarai Imeinu that we learned. Kulan shavin letovah. They're what? They're all what? They're all for the, for the good. About that, uh, do we have uh, uh, time for one more? Can we say one more tonight? We'll say one more. One more that I like to say is that is if you look at if you look at the whole situation with what with Ephron, Ephron owned a uh, sadeh, marat amach He owned the marat amach Marat ha-mah-pila, Avinu bought it in 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 a full full uh, full amount. But if you look, Rabbi Desla brings this down. He says, think about what's going on over here. Think about what's going on over here. Abraham Avinu has uh, uh, his wife that just passed away, Sarah. By the way, the whole town came out to show respect for Sarah, by the way. They stopped their work. Rashi says, they stopped their work, they stopped everything. They came to show respects. Because when, and it's chesed, of what? Chesed shelemet of Sarah. It was chesed for Sarah. Why? When a person goes to a, a, a funeral, you should just know that. And in general, if you know a person and you go to their funeral, you're showing respect to that person itself. You might say, what do you mean that person passed away? It doesn't make a difference. That person still feels, still feels the respect and honor that you're giving that person by just going to, to the levaya, to the funeral. 100%. They feel it. They feel it. Now what happened was, he goes there, and think about it. Imagine, really in essence, Avraham Avinu says to Ephron, Ger v'toshav, he says, he says to B'nei Het, really, he says, ger v'toshav Anochi. what does it mean? Ger v'toshav. I could be a ger, or I could be a toshav, which means like this. Which means, ger means, I could be a stranger in the land, like example, and I could pay for, for the plot. Or, if you don't want to sell it to me, then I'll be like a toshav, then I'll be like a resident over here, and I'll take it by right. Because Hashem promised me the land of Israel. Now, when you see Abraham in the in the aspects of things, it seems everything is very calm and cool. Everything is very uh, tranquil. He's not going crazy, and he's not making a whole blah, blah blah. Why? Because even in a state, he was even in a state of sorrow, he still had his state of mind. He still had his mind on straight. He still had. Everything under control. He knows Salah's there. He still has to make a deal. He still has to get to the good thing. And he was doing it. You know, sometimes a person, a tragedy happens in life. The person can't, you, you can't talk to the person. You can't talk to the person. Oh, don't talk to me, but I'm a bad day today. Oh. So what if you had a bad day? So you had a bad day so nobody could talk to you? So you have to take it out on everybody else? Because you had a bad day? Look at, look at Abraham Aminu. He's going with Salah to bury her. And, and he's talking and he's negotiating. You see a whole negotiation going on. He's speaking to Bnei Ched, And Bnei Ched tells him, yeah, please speak to Ephron." And Efron gets up and says, no problem, i am take it for free. And Efron and, and says, you know what? I don't want to take it for free. I want to pay for it. I want to pay full price for it. And, and now Efron gives him an exorbitant amount of money, crazy amount. Avraham Avinu doesn't argue against the price. He pays it. Everything in Look, I paid you in full. Don't have any claims against me. All this is happening while Sarah Emenu is next to him trying to be buried. And Abraham has his state of mind, has his cool, has his clarity, has everything in life. And that's why a person doesn't understand. There's no excuse. A person sometimes says, oh, I had a bad day. Oh, I, did, I So why should everybody else suffer because you had a bad day? Why? Is, is that fair? The father comes home from, from, from a day of whatever he had. He comes home to the house and he starts screaming away. What is this on the floor? And what is that? Is like this? And what? He's going on crazy. Excuse me. Excuse me. One, one, one second. One second. Because so you had a bad day, your wife has to suffer. Your kids have to suffer. Your kids get get this. Get screamed at because you had a bad day. Excuse me. You walk into the house. You put everything in the mailbox, and then you walk into the house. You walk in calm. Walk in like nothing ever happened. Boom. Finished. Why should your whole entire family have to suffer because you had a bad day? Understand, and I want to tell you something. There was a famous story of Rav Shlomo Zalman Orbach. Famous story, famous story of Shlomo Zalman Orbach. Shlomo Zalman, they bring down. It's a famous story and a known story. The greatness about rabbis. He, he was in the hospital, and somebody just had a baby girl. And this somebody, came over to Rav Shlomo Zalman Orbach, and said, "By the way." This is right after Rav Shlomo Zalman Orbach. By the way, let me give you an introduction to Rav Shlomo Zalman. First of all, he was Gaon Geonim. You know, he's a very big Gaon. He's a huge Samir Acham posekadod major. And he said, they say about Rav Shlomo Zalman, they say at the funeral of his wife, he got up and said, you know, people get up at funerals and they say to their wives, please forgive me for anything I did to you. But I don't have to do that. Because I never did anything wrong to my wife, ever. Imagine. Could you do that? Could you say, I never screamed at my wife. Even the guys are not married. Could you say, I'm going to live my life of marriage and I won't scream at my wife. I won't go crazy. I'll never say anything to her. Go try it. Go try it. Live it 80 years with your wife. Go see if you will never scream once. You never yell at her. You never, you know, you'll never give her a bad word. You never give a lip, you know. Sometimes you don't say. Are you look at her like a scary guy. You know, go, go do it. Eighty years. Guess what? Guess what? Zaman Ar-Bach, Arbach said at his at his at his wife's funeral. Says, "I don't have to ask mehila because I know I didn't. I, I know I didn't do anything wrong to her." It's crazy. You hear what I'm saying? So, listen. What happened at the hospital? His wife passes away. His wife passes away. One of, the, one of his students comes to him, not knowing what just happened, and says, Rabbi, Rabbi, I just had a baby girl. Oh, mazal tov, mazal tov, I'm so happy, simant tov, mazal tov, shabbat, and everything you do. After that, one of the people in the hallway, they tell the kid, go ahead, do you know right now, right now, when did but if someone's someone, wife just passed away, you go, tell him, tell him, had a, tell, him, tell, him uh, tell him I feel bad for your wife. You tell him, I had a, it's, oh my God, I never knew. I never knew. And word went around how you see the power of a, per, a, a human being, how in one second the sorrow, he says, this, why should my sorrow affect, uh, uh, of death affect you that you had a baby girl right now? Why should it be? Why should, why should I take it out on you? I'm not going to take it out on you. I'm not, I'm not taking it out of you. This is Rabbatai, great lessons that we learned from Parshat Pasha Chavua. These are Parshat that we're learning. It's lessons of life. It's lessons of life. You have to understand. You have to review this Shiva, by the way. You have to go back, review it, send it out, whatever you have to do. These are, I just, what is it, five PowerPoint lessons over here? I don't even know. Where do we start off? I forgot even where we started off of. Huh? Where do we start off? Anybody remember? I already forgot. But we started off with Eliezer. I'll just do a recap really fast. We start over with Eliezer. Eliezer, we said that what? We see his reaction after he finds Rifka. Even though he wanted Rivka for, I mean, even though he wanted his daughter to marry Yitzhak, he says, Rivka, I'm very happy, Hashem, that Yitzhak found his mate. Why? Because I know if it's the best thing, it would have came to me. But I know Hashem wants you for Yitzhak. I'm very, very happy. Be happy for the success of others. Second thing we learned was, look at the life of Sarah. Life of Sarah. I didn't say 127 years. It said 100, it said 20, it said 7. You know why? You know why it said it like that? Because we're trying to teach you every stage of life. When you're a young child, when you're middle age, when you're old age, serve Hashem in everyone possible, the best that you can do. And the last thing that we really said was, also over here, was that Shavin LaTovar, Rashi explains, it was back where 120, we said, Rashi explains, everything was, was good. Everything was good. What do you mean? Things have happened bad. What are you talking she understood at the end there's always a package plan. Hashem has His, his ideas and the last thing what we said was "Which was right now is what's the last thing? Anybody know? Kiddash. The last thing we learned was Huh? Exactly. The last thing very good Teddy. The last thing is like Ephron. Ephron and Abraham. Avraham Avinu didn't lose his cool. He was in a situation where he has Sarah, he has to bury her, and he has to make a negotiation. If it was any other human being, what would you do? You don't make the negotiation; you get somebody else negotiating. I can't, I can't deal with nobody. Avraham says, "No, I am going to go. I am going to make the deal, and I'll do it because I know tranquil. I know tranquil, and that's why. By, by the way, he says lifkota. It says with a small cough. By the way, that he was crying. Why a small cough? Because he understood. Um, you know what the Ramban says? Ramban says when anybody passes away. We cry. Why do we cry? If they're going to Gan Eden, if they're going to long why do we cry? They're going to. Why do we cry? You know what the answer is? The answer is because we're going to miss them here. We're going to miss them here. Avram didn't cry crazy. Why? Because you know she, she be, she's going to be front row Ghanaiyadin, Front row. But what I'm going to miss her here. So I cried a little bit. Understand? With a small cough. These are great lessons that we learned. Please review the Shi'ur. Please send out the Shi'ur. And please, let's uh, grow more and more throughout the following upcoming Pasha Shavuos. Thank you.